ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nintendo World Report newscast. This will be episode 38 uh, for Saturday, January 29th, 2011. I am your host this week, Zachary Miller. Uh, with me, as always, Andy Gergen. Hey, what's up? Triumphant and, return. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, you were eaten by a bear last week, but you were vomited it up. I was trying to maintain my sanity, uh, being chased around my house by a by a 13-week-old dog. Fun. I like Fun the time. eaten by a bear story better, personally. More drama. How, how about eaten by a dog? We can compromise. Nope. All right. Yeah, those that's are, right. Your audio sense. was eaten by a dog last week. Sure was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that other voice you hear, that uh, crooning melody, is Nathan mm. Mustafa. Crooning, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's good to be here with you two. Um, who isn't here? Oh, there's that other guy. Who's there's a guy that is now but, um... mysteriously too important to be here with us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I think it's a little odd yeah. that the very first week that Neil is promoted to site director, That's he uh, right. skips out on newscast. Neil. Yeah, congrats, Neil. Thanks for you know ditching the kiddie pool here. Uh, yeah, that's right. He'll be on RFN next. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, site direct is, his way into that. Yeah, he will. Uh, Neil's <laughs> actually in New York at a Mario Sports Mix event, and uh, he was running late coming home, so he'll be able to talk about Mario Sports Mix on the next episode. But uh, for now, he can talk about the bus ride home. Yeah. To be fair, Neil's actually at. out contributing to NWR in a way much more relevant than any of us are right now. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. But with Thank his you, absence, the show will only be about a half hour long, so... Right. <laughs> we can jump right on into uh, our... We just have some introductory stuff. We, we kind of... We didn't really screw up last week when we said this because it wasn't really known, but uh, we said that the eShop was not going to be available on day one uh, for the 3DS, but as it turns out, that will be a patch in Europe, it's been confirmed, Mm-hmm. Uh, has not been confirmed at this time, uh, at the time of recording this episode uh, for the United States, but I'd be shocked if it didn't come over here, too. Uh, right. Actually, why don't we go ahead and just bitch about that right now and then be wrong about it tomorrow? Let's do it, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's kind of cool that they'll they'll have that ready to go. Ho- hopefully, hopefully they'll have that ready to go. I mean, I'm not going to buy one at launch, so it doesn't really matter to me, me that much. Really no, me neither. But no. For those of you who are buying at launch, uh, you you will have to not live without your Mario Land for you know the first couple of weeks. You'll you'll That's have true. it. That's true. Yeah, you can have your ancient yeah. game. Enjoy hey, Mario well, an ancient awesome. an ancient game that I love, by the way. Um, yeah, good. It, it was know, like it was the very first video game I ever played. So I mean, really? I I loved that game back in the day, but I'm not entirely sure the platforming mechanics quite hold up. The physics uh, are a little weird. It definitely, yeah, the physics are definitely a little wonky for, for Mario Land. Yeah, when I was two and a half years old, I was walking around the living room, and I opened up the uh, cabinet, and there was a Game Boy sitting there, uh, completely untouched. Bunch of porn? Um, yeah, I had to sift through all of that. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> and then I found, <laughs> I found something even more intriguing, uh, the Game Boy. And I was like, what's this? And my dad's like, yeah. oh, that's an anniversary gift from your mom. And I never use it. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, it'll be too hard for you. And then I played Mario for a long time. So, <laughs> I you know, love I Super Mario Land. Ho- I got stuck on the big seahorse boss when I was little. Loser. My, uh, dad, my dad figured out that you can shoot out the brick wall behind him and just kind of skip past him. Yeah. 
No, yeah, my dad's yeah. always sucked at it. Always. And when I would get stuck, apparently, I don't remember too much of it, but apparently he would try and help me. And according to my mom, he would always fail. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Lovely. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's that's your eShop news. Um, Andy, you weren't here last week. You were being terrorized by a canine. Uh, eaten by a dog. Thoughts about the th- eaten by a dog. What are your thoughts about the 3DS now that we actually know more about it, thanks to uh, the, you know, whatever. You know um, what I mean? I think the hardware itself looks really slick. I, I think I still think 250. I know that's the that's the price everyone predicted, and I predicted it too. I I am still not really convinced it's the right price for for that system. I I mean I I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I kind of feel like like 250 is a bit high for for a uh, Nintendo handheld. Well, um, and how about the 40 to 50 dollar games that we're seeing? See, and that's and that's, and that's really where that's really where it gets me like, okay, yeah. so if all retail games are 40 to 50 dollars, like that's that's a failure waiting to happen. And it is. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you'll quote me on that after the 3DS has sold 7 trillion copies. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like they really have to establish a a a budget marketplace um that's better than DSiWare. Not not digging on DSiWare, but they have to have an app store like the iPhone has yes. to complement <laughs> yeah, those 40. I mean every I mean yeah, 40 50 dollar games are going to be the kind of games that you can't play on an iPhone. I think everyone knows that. You know, your Mario games, your your deep RPGs, the kind of games you need to have a control pad and the kind of games that really utilize the 3D well. That's clear. Um but they've got to have the other market too. They've got to cater to cater to both ends. Uh, otherwise, man, it's just going to be it's going to be one of those things where no one, hardly anyone buys the games new. Everyone's going to wait for the games to, to fall to uh, fifteen, twenty dollars on the used market, and that's not going to help anyone. Well, uh, see, and the problem is, it's always been kind of hard to get to Nintendo's virtual game. You know, like on the Wii and on the right. DS, most people don't poke around like that. The thing with an iPhone is, or an iPod, when you sync your music, you're halfway to getting to the games because there's just that little apps thing. Right. And you're like, oh, what's this? And yeah. then. There are all these cheap games right there. And, and that's the thing. They're cheap games, but often they're very good. Yeah, uh, I mean, no, there, no. More, more often than not, Maybe not crap. often they're very good, but you know what? You know, you can there there are plenty of cheap. good little fun time wasters. Um, I right. have enjoyed Tilt to Live on my iPod Touch as much as I've enjoyed just about any DS game in the past two years. Hmm. And the whole world uh, loves Angry Birds and Plants vs. Angry Zombies. Birds, yeah. Ugh, uh, Angry Birds. No. Geodefense. I'm I'm a big fan of the Geodefense games on on iPhone. Oh I mean, yes. There's, Heck, there's there's a Dead Space game on iPhone, iPad now. Yeah. No. I mean, and, I, it, and it's great. It is great. I feel I do feel like so the games jealous. that succeed best on the iOS platforms are the ones that aren't trying to be console games ported down to that platform. Right. Um, yes. But I mean, I'm just it's just when you can buy Madden for ten dollars on iPhone and they're gonna sell it for thirty to fifty on 3ds. I mean, yeah. The the presence of the of the control pad is awesome, but that shouldn't make the game itself cost thirty dollars more. Uh, right, you're right. And that's my and that's my bitch. And I, I've been bitching about this for two. I feel like I've been bitching about this nonstop for two weeks. So we I'm yeah we have done a lot of iPhone now. talk uh, as of late. Um, I I like the hardware itself. I think it's solid. Um, I'm looking forward to trying one out. That said, m- uh, my gaming uh, purchases are pretty limited these days. I'm not allowed to. Not allowed. I'm not able to spend as much money as I would like. Uh, yeah. A $250 system is just completely out of the question. Do you think uh, and, that? Uh, I... Do you think they'll revise the the look of the system? You know, before too long, like within a year, I'm, will they announce you know, a 3DSi? 
you know, for for the past for the past year, all I've heard people say is, of course they're going to do it and it'll happen quickly. But within the last couple of weeks, all I've heard people say is, it's not going to happen for the the foreseeable future. It seems like there's been a real like a real change of opinion on a mass scale regarding. You know what? And we all the... kind of actually agreed that there would be another iteration uh, on our predictions on our predictions uh, episode. Yeah, I, I I think there will be. I'm I, I think Very I may quickly. be backing. Yeah. I think I may be backing off from my from my prediction a little bit that there will be a 3G connection because I don't know. It just seems like that may be a little bit more infrastructure than the Nintendo yeah. really feels like dealing with. I still think it'd be an awesome addition, but I I do think that you know the battery life's a little weak. That's something that they can improve. Uh, and to be perfectly honest, with things like with things like the uh, GBA Micro. And uh, the DSi XL and the DSi itself, really, they've proven that they'll release a new version of a handheld even if there's not a particularly compelling reason to do so. Right. Um, so with that in mind, yeah, sure, I think there will be a, a 3DS 2, uh, 3DS Lite, 3DS i, whatever you want to call it. I, I'm not sure if it'll happen within the first year of the system. I kind of doubt it. I think maybe it could be a, it could be a summer 2012 kind of thing or maybe even a holiday 2012 kind of thing. Um, and I was originally kind of planning on waiting for that, but Me too. we'll we'll see if I can come across enough cash at once that I can feel compelled to drop two hundred and fifty dollars. I I still think that in the age of the iPhone, the 3DS could be a tougher sell than than most are predicting. And if that's the case, uh, and especially if the PSP2 launches uh, and does well, um. You know, we, it's, it's not com- it's not inconceivable that there could be a price drop come this holiday season. That said, it's probably pretty unlikely. Um, yeah. But if there is, that's probably all it would take for me to find find a way to to, to pick it up. But you know, yeah. the more I don't hear anything official from Sony about the PSP2, the less worried I am about it. They like ha- once the they 3DS comment and say launched, it was... once the 3DS press conference happened. They, that was their window to come out and say, fuck you, Nintendo, look what well, we have. Well, Zach, everyone's talking about, um, I think people are saying that they have an event scheduled for the 27th. Right. Um, 27th, really? Yeah, which would be in two so days from two recording. Days. Yeah, so, you know, by the time this episode soon. comes out, we might know more about PSP2. Here, here's what really concerns me about the 3DS, and I'm trying to keep my, my opinions fairly rational and not be too whiny. Not trying to complain too much on here. Um, here's what concerns me about We're the 3DS. We're not talking about Zelda, so you're fine. <laughs> um, a lot of people have observed, and I think rightfully so, that a large portion of the reason the 3DS was so successful in comparison to the, the PSP is because the kind of software made on DS is more conducive to playing on the go. We're talking things Indeed. like Mario and Pacross and, you know, well, maybe not Pokemon's a good example of that. But in general, Tetris, I guess, in general, the kinds of software being developed on DS is more conducive to playing on the go uh, than the PSP, which is basically downsized ports of a, PS2 a games. PS2, right? yeah, uh, yeah, two handheld. I well, kind you, of feel like... You can like... always put your PSP in sleep mode whenever you like, but I think the, sort, the sort of the metaphor or analogy, I don't know what it would be called, of closing your DS like a book to pause any game has a big part in that too. Because you can oh, just sure, close sure. it and it's like, you know what, uh, I'm just going to close well, it for now a, and it's away. It's a mindshare thing. I, I know that if I'm sitting down to play an RPG or to play like a... a, a a game with a beefy campaign mode, I need to have mm-hmm. at least five to ten minutes to watch the opening cutscene for starters. Yeah. You know, 
I'll be honest, when I play Picross, I probably rarely play for more than 20 minutes at a time, if yeah. that. Yeah. I'll, I'll close my DS for five minutes and pick it right back up, you know? Yeah. It's just, well, and it's you just know, that's to, the way I play. To be fair, play. that's how I play most of my PSP RPGs anyways. Yeah. You know, so it just depends on what kind of games you like, and it, it, it I, depends on how well the games are tailored to it. So some RPGs can be really crappy to play portably. Um, but, you know, like the ones that let you save anywhere or, you know, stuff like that. Not Certainly not yeah. Final Fantasies um, yeah. that make you run around looking for a crystal uh, are, <laughs> are fine yeah. for portable, you know. And I guess what I'm what I'm getting at with this is I kind of feel like Nintendo's going the opposite direction with 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 a 3DS. They're not going their wholesale. They're not going their all the way, but they're you know they're they're showing off software that seems to be more in depth. They're showing off beefier games, and they've said before that what differentiate what differentiates their product from the iPhone is these kinds of beefier games. Your Mario's and you know yeah. your Kirby Canvas Curse, and right. these these are the kinds of games that are meteor experiences and i don't think that's what made the ds the success that it was yeah. so i kind of feel like the iphone is getting more successful uh, as a gaming platform for the exact same reason the ds was so successful i think you're i think concerned. you're underestimating the value in having a very long form game for children because a lot of kids like the pokemon uh series and and other games that they can spend a long time with, you know, like a, a good Mario game or an Animal Crossing. I mean, you but can spend tons of time let me with ask those. You this. That's not necessarily but what let, made the, the system yeah. so successful. Let me ask you this. Well, look at which ones sell. Do you think Pokemon made the DS successful, or do you... Or let's, let's go back to the Game Boy. Do you think Pokemon made the Game Boy successful, or the Game Boy made Pokemon successful? I think, Pokemon, I think Pokemon kept the Game Boy alive. This, the the mm, game the yeah. game was no, good yes. in and of itself, but I don't think that I don't think the game would have been unsuccessful on a console. Do you think the game would have been less successful on the, on whatever console was prevalent at the time? I, yes, I definitely I, yes, been, it, yes. Def, it definitely would have been less successful on a console. I think that that long form game that was centered around trading with people, putting a lot of time in, it's good to give it to a kid to shut up, you know. In the car, people use it all the time, you know, in the car, on any sort of trip, waiting for stuff. And if you can give a kid a game they can play for a long time, it's great. Well, and to be fair, the most the most prevalent genre on DS over the past year or two has been RPGs. So yeah, maybe I'm crazy. I just kind of feel like it's game. It's more like it's games more like Pacross and Tetris that made Nintendo the handheld giant as it is today than games like dragon quest and final fantasy but pokemon does kind of throw a wrench into that theory so yeah. take it with a grain of salt anyway that's all i got to say on the 3ds i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spend too long talking about it i mean it looks good it's, it's a nice piece of tech and uh when i have the money for it i'll happily pick one up um i'm kind of hoping that it'll be cheaper when i do but yeah resident evil what resident evil oh yeah that looks great that that's what's gonna make me buy it I'm i know i interested. said residents i'm sorry <laughs> I thought you were talking about something else entirely. Apparently, the S on the end of that first word. I thought you were having just trouble really speaking threw, or something. Really, really threw me off the scent. I have apparently. a drinking problem. You were, uh... you were mixing wine with weed, weren't you? <laughs> I can't deny that. Okay. Why don't we move into some news? Let's news it up. We, we don't have, have a ton. We don't have a ton of news. No. But it's all good news. I like to think we, we have quality over quantity. Yes. For instance, GameStop. 
pulling oh, GameStop. GameStop, the ever-inventive GameStop. Would you like to pre-order a game that we're not sure when it's coming? Or how much it will cost? Here's a list. Go ahead. Yeah, basically, uh, GameStop has a list they're handing out to customers who want to pre-order 3DS games that... It's, they've got to have it's got to have like no real basis in reality because they have they have three games coming out or two games coming out like two weeks before the yeah, th- 3ds three launches. games <laughs> launching before the 3ds comes out and basically <laughs> every Nintendo first party IP is hitting on June 2nd it seems nice um, all uh, on the same day so let me tell you if this was real I would buy a 3ds at launch yeah no doubt <laughs> like, if if Here's we Super if Mario Bros two nice. If yeah, if I knew by June I would get Animal June second, I would get Animal Crossing 3D, Mario Kart 3D, and Paper, Paper Mario. Mario 3D, and then you know the chance to buy Ocarina of Time 3D. They're all called 3D. 3D. Hmm. They're all called 3D. Yes, of everything course. 3D, everything. But if that was uh, if that was a real day, I would be so excited for that day. It's not. I know, and I know, and I, and I wrote the news story on this one, so I can pretty much. And then they get so specific yeah. because they know that the day before June second, June first, not a normal release date, mind you, we're getting Cartoon Network Super Tune Rumble. Nice. <laughs> but I, I, anyways, there's a whole list on the site with uh, prices, dates, what's that, completely what's that nonsensical. Site, um, that is IGN.com. <laughs> slash Nintendo. <laughs> Dot FAQ. Um, no. I guess the bigger news with that story was that they, they priced all of the games between 40 and 50 bucks, which is, you know, that's what we've been talking about for a while now. That's the right. price range. I, it, it was kind of a strange assortment of games. It seems like all the first party stuff was 40. Everything's 40 uh, except for Dead or Alive what? Dimensions and Samurai and Warriors. Samurai Warriors. Okay. I'll, 50. The... You're paying the ten dollar premium so that you can get it uh two weeks, two weeks before early. launch. <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> you gotta read that. I manual. remember. Uh, I seem to recall that GameCube launched a couple of titles before the system came out. Like, oh I think, really? Uh, Rogue Leader and Monkey Ball, I think, were both on shelves before the system actually launched. Oh, I, I, I seem to recall buying those games and just staring at the discs lovingly, waiting, <laughs> waiting, waiting for that Sunday. Hey, um, I bought Metal Gear Four before I had a PS3, and I was like, it's gonna be so cool when I can play this. Yeah. Uh, next story. Um, Epic Mickey, the developer of Epic Mickey, which is a developer I believe called Junction Point. Um, let's confirm that real quick, shall we? Doo-doo-doo. Oh God, I wonder if any like really crappy news sites titled this post "Epic Fail." Oh God. I... Wow. Okay, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna reintro. Yeah, probably. Someone I'm did gonna it. Re-intro this Someone story. did it. I thought of it. Someone. Someone must have actually done it. So for our next story, uh, Epic Mickey, the developer, uh, Junction Point, uh, which is the one owned by Warren Spector, uh, got a whole bunch of layoffs. Um, about well, 700 em- about 700 employees at the company, and about half of them got affected. Uh, that half does not include, of course, uh, Warren Spector himself. Um, that's unfortunate. I mean, the game did really well in, in December. I think it sold really, really well. So, you know, it wasn't a super critical success, but it doesn't really have to be. It's kind of surprising they have that much, you know, of a problem with their budget that they'd have to let go of half the studio. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just kind of goes to show you how ridiculous game development is these days. Like, even if you do have a major success, you still can't. I mean, the same thing happened with, like, um, 
Red Dead Redemption. Didn't most of the staff of that get fired after the? Uh, I think the entire studio was closed. Wow. After that game, after that game came out. Really, yeah. that game was a huge success. And that game was a huge success. I mean, what more? What more can you ask for? I mean, yeah, the development was kind of a debacle, but I'm fairly certain the game made up for it in sales. Jeez. So I, I didn't that just kind of. Yeah, that just kind of goes to show you um, wow. how rid- ridiculous the game development environment is these days. Like, you really have to have a, a major franchise and guaranteed sales to be safe, and even then, it's it's risky. Um, Actually, a coworker of mine's son works for it was Rockstar San Diego, I think. Uh, worked for them before they got laid off. She she used to stop by my stop by my desk and be like, "Have you heard of a game called Red Dead Redemption? My son works on that game." <laughs> she, she knew I like video games apparently, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess." And uh, then she came by one day and said, "They fired my son." Oh, and I Lord. guess he went off and worked at a he he got a, he got a new job at the studio that makes Mod Nation Racer, so I think he's doing okay now, but. Yeah. They're still putting out DLC for that game. Yeah, I wonder who's making it. <laughs> have Have you ever played it? No, but I heard it's on sale this week. I might have to pick it up. The load times are just game-breakingly terrible. Really? Hadn't heard that. Like, multi, like I sat through a three-minute load time to get to a race. On Red Dead or on the DLC? On No, not on Red Dead. I'm talking about Mod Nation. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I've never played Mod Nation. It's fun. It's it's a good Mario Kart game, but the load times, like I say, awful, awful, awful. Pretty crazy, huh? Um, oh, well. Next, the next news story, uh, the producer of the Street Fighter series for Capcom... Um, whose name is... The magic of editing will fix this. <laughs> Just start over, Andy. So the next new story, the producer for the Street Fighter series, who is named... Oh my god, I still fucked this up. <laughs> the producer for the Street Fighter series, Yoshinori Ono, uh, apparently expressed interest at a at a uh, 3DS roundtable discussion and doing a Capcom vs. Nintendo fighting game with Sakurai. Um, oh yeah. He basically, basically just said he'd love it if someone... Someone pitched the idea to Sakurai after the guy finished, uh, you know, Kid Icarus. Um, well, I think we can Ryu all... Ryu is like, you know, four feet taller than Mario. I think we can all pretty much, yeah, confirm that that would be an amazing game. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, that's the direction the Smash Brothers can take. Just take the roster that's there oh, right now and, yeah. launch, and launch it against other franchises. Just yeah. throw like, just like Street Fighter versus Smash Brothers, done. Capcom versus Capcom versus There you Smash go, Brothers. Capcom versus Nintendo. That'd I wonder if so Nintendo amazing. would like force it to be loaded, though. You know, like a Nintendo. I doubt it. You know, like the Super I mean, they, did, they, they didn't. They didn't make Sonic weak in that game, did they? No, they didn't. He's not. I mean, he's not great, but he's not terrible. Well, he's crap. It depends on the oh. characters that were there. I mean, I mean, it's the Street Fighter characters are pretty iconic. I mean, most people. Snake is pretty good. Snake, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think it'd be. I, th- I think it'd be a a great game, and I. I mean, there, let, let's be clear here. This game is not happening, at least not right now. Like, <laughs> this is just a guy. The guy this who. This is a pipe dream. One of the guys who would have to be involved in it said he would like it to happen at a public event. Well, maybe not public event. A a, a press event uh, at a round table without anybody really, you know, signing any paperwork. So yeah, yeah. and the it Nintendo w- it would probably be awesome. wouldn't allow it to cross any systems. 
And it's not. This isn't really news. It's just wishful thinking. Uh, yeah. That would Still be awesome. cool. Wishful thinking. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next news story, you know, and I'm not even sure if, if this got mentioned on the last show. I don't recall it while I was editing. No, we but... didn't. I didn't know if we knew it at the time. Well, it was sort of. I was looking we at the press. Have. I was looking at the the news stories on the site, and this was sort of buried within the same time frame with all the other ones that came out during the press conference. Um, but uh, this is this is so great. The 3DS is going to have the friend code system again, but it's completely revamped. Uh, so basically, you just have one one friend code for your entire system. All of the games will use it, and you'll be able to maintain a friends list directly within the, within the menu of the system, where you can see who, which one of your friends are online and and, and what they're playing. Yeah, a and, light will uh, light up when one of your friends is online. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically exactly what Xbox Live does, just minus the gamer tag, uh, which is fine. You know, I don't. I don't think anybody really necessarily needs to, you know, have the ability to call themselves, you know, smoked you XXX underscore X. <laughs> uh, the ridiculous kind of names on Xbox Live. A, a number is fine. The, the point isn't that you get to have an online identity. The point is that you get to maintain a centralized list of contacts, which is exactly what was missing on every other system they put out thus far. So, right. awesome. Now, if, That's the if way I to could do it. say one thing about this, you know, on RFN and on Player One Podcast, and I'm sure other gaming new gaming podcasts, everyone was saying what a huge improvement what this is, and how happy we all are that they're doing it. But but I see it as kind of like you know finally, right? You know, like like they're just now getting up to the standard that's been around for five years now. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean... think we're I think people are giving them way too much credit for just now reaching that finish line. Well, it's the same deal with the storage solution uh, on the Wii, right? You know, that came out, what, two years, three years after Wii launched and everyone was yeah. cheering. But really, it should – you're right on – you're right on the money. I mean, we shouldn't be cheering. We should be like, okay, thanks for finally fixing a day one problem three right. years later. Um, this is – thanks and for fixing – And let's be fair. That store, SD storage card solution, that was a begrudging uh, – you know, they, yeah. I don't think they wanted to do that ever. But uh, it had to be done. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted if, if they wanted their their downloadable service to be even kind of successful, it had to be done. Um, because I seem to recall, like by the time they launched that, it was almost impossible for anybody I knew to download any more games because their system was filled up right, and they exactly. weren't doing they weren't doing any fridge rearranging. Because that's a dumb, that's a dumb solution. But yeah, um, I am glad it's in place. It is some progress, and yes, try not yeah. to complain too much. It's it, it it's nice that it's there, um, and really, it'll just be. I mean, there there hasn't been a um, really awesome uh, centralized friend system on a handheld that I know of. I'm sure the PSP has something, but um, no, not even no, I don't no, think no. The PSP has friend codes. No, I mean even system IDs. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and and actually. I kind of prefer having a number as opposed to uh, having to pick as a name. To a you know, potentially racial slur on your friends. Uh, you know, something well, no, pops no, no. up it, and you're it, like, it just, "Oh, great, it, that guy's online." I'm not really friends with those kind of people, um, <laughs> but but no, it just lets me pick a name without worrying about like, has someone taken this oh, name? I see. You know. Yes. Yes. Definitely. I can that be whatever nice, I want to so. be, and yeah, it's. It's like I think Johnny said it on RFN. It's like a telephone number. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and one last, one last story. Uh, Conduit Shock Two. Shocking horror. Is, this is one that's not related to 3DS at all. I guess we haven't had a lot of 3DS news this week. Uh, anyway, um, 
Conduit 2 delayed till late March. Yes. Used to be used to be a February 15 release. Now it's uh, coming out in late March. I don't think they really gave any reason. I don't suppose you really need to have a reason. It just needs probably more more polish. So um, if you are really really itching to play Conduit 2, then I don't know. That's kind of surprising because I haven't heard a lot of hype for this game. But um, you get this game. Has this game got hype? Am I am I wrong? No, you're you're thinking Conduit One, which got hype and then failed to live up to those expectations. Right. Conduit I mean, the, Two coverage has been pretty either missing or meh. Right. Know? I mean, I think it'll probably be a pretty good game, but I don't really hear anybody excited about this game. I, I don't think it's going to be a big seller. I really don't. Right. Like the first one, I don't think the first one was a big seller, but at least they advertised it. I'm not seeing any of that for two. I think the first one hit Newegg for $12 within like three months of release. Which That's is not a pretty good painful. No. Uh, of course, I mean, obviously most of the news is 3DS related, uh, but we covered a lot of that last week, so that's all the yeah, news we have. That is really. the news. That's all, folks. All of our news is. <laughs> Please enjoy. Uh... <laughs> and that's the podcast. No, Woo. no, no. No, not even. No, there's more. There's bonus content this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. We Host, some, we got some. Wanna... Yeah. We got some <laughs> tweets. We got some tweets and voicemails. Oh, uh, we got no, no tweets, we, we got no voicemails. Uh, no, no, but we did get a lot of emails. We did, actually. And it was cool. Uh, you know, last week, Neil put out a challenge to our listeners saying, uh, yeah, or or he bet that nobody listens to uh, our podcast independently of, like, RFN uh, or the site, uh, but it turns out he's wrong. And we got at least three emails this week from people who, uh, who just found the... NWR newscast on their own without being directed from other NWR related things. Hey Greg, that's you. <laughs> no, yeah, that was that was actually really cool. Um, we had one. I'll I'll read this off this first email uh, from this guy. This who one comes in from us. Neil's mother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> technically, her name is David, and she writes. Uh, <laughs> Hey, NWR crew, just want to let you know that there may be some people who listen to your podcast who didn't find it through the website, and here's why. I have a Facebook fan page called Nintendo Focused Podcasts, and I post your episodes on there. Also, it's one of the it's one of the page's fans that suggested your podcast to me in the first place, so there you go. Keep up the good work. Cheers. So, David awesome. has, a, has a webpage dedicated to us and others, I guess, uh, which is awesome. I actually became a fan of that page on Facebook immediately I'll after reading this email. Well. Uh, and yeah, he posts updates from about, I think, 10 to 15 different N- Nintendo-focused podcasts on there, including us. So that's really fantastic, and, and thanks for listening, David. And it's great to it's great to know that there's people out there that are actually coming across our podcast without even, you know, being coerced to listen to it as a third option when RFN and Radio Trivia aren't updated yet. <laughs> you know what? We're the third pillar. That means we're replacing everything else. <laughs> listen, listen, we're not replacing anything. We're a third pillar. <laughs> we're, you know. Although, mm. now that Neil's site director, I mean, you know, I'm not saying He's... RFN's got to watch out, but hey. No. <laughs> not saying Neil's going to leave us for RFN like he probably already has today, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the bus on the way home, he's just talking to Lauren like, I don't know what to do. I mean, RFN's where the director hangs out. I'm the director now. It's true. Mario. 
he he's gonna to... create a, create a new podcast entirely. That's just him, <laughs> him, Johnny, Lindy. Well, all of them plus him, I guess. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, but that's that's cool. Hey, uh, Andy, do you know if that guy's Facebook page? I'm too lazy to go there right now. Do you know if it has a radio trivia podcast? Um, I don't know if it does or not, but it wouldn't be surprising because I actually looked onto. I, I found the. The, the post where someone recommended our podcast to him, and they just linked to the site. So oh, okay. it's so he'll, possible. He'll surely see it. It's possible he saw that on there. But if not, we should definitely make sure that he finds that. Hell yeah. And we have another email that came in a while ago, and I, we really apologize for not reading this earlier. Um, we got kind of sidetracked with, with all of our end-of-the-year uh and 2011 prediction stuff. And then the 3DS. And, and, yeah. and the 3DS hit. And this is an email we've been sitting on for a while now. Okay. Just do it. Must be Bert from the forum writes. Like, my, like many others, I played the crap out of Mario Kart Wii when it first came out. However, after I unlocked everything, the online mode is all I really go back to. I have to say I'm really surprised that Nintendo still continues to release a tournament every two weeks, as am I. What surprises me about this is that they are actually putting in some effort by adding additional features to the tracks. For example, the current one has chain chomps on Rainbow Road, much like the N64 version. I do realize that they are recycling some of these, but I have some questions for you guys in case you have any inside scoops. Spoiler alert, no. No. <laughs> no. Uh, number one, do you, do you guys go back to Mario Kart Wii to participate in the tournaments? If so, what do you think of their quality? Let's answer that right away. I do not. I don't no. own Mario Kart because I like so. them. I like Mario Kart, and it, it worked really well online. But I don't really have any interest in in, in playing online no, against yeah. strangers. Well, I guess the tournaments isn't online against strangers though. That's just like setting your own time, right? Right. Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah I mean, fun. I'm really happy that they're, they're, they're still doing it. But no, I don't really go back and play those. I'm really surprised they are. Yeah. Uh, question two: How long do you think Nintendo will continue to release the tournaments uh, till the Ooh. Wii 2 launches? Maybe. Hmm. No, I'll bet until Mario Kart 3DS comes out, which is apparently June 1st. Uh, <laughs> June, June, June 2nd. June 2nd. June, June 2nd. 2nd of course. Sorry, and then uh, and then all of their resources will go to Mario Kart 3DS. Yeah, I bet they'll do it for. I bet they'll keep it up for maybe another, like maybe maybe the rest of this year at that. Can't be forever. I mean, didn't they didn't they drop the Smash Brothers thing about a year and a half after it came out? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. So. So there you go. And question three: Do you think there will be ever? I can just say no to this right no. now. Yeah. Do you think there will ever be any downloadable content for Mario Kart Wii, like more characters, carts, bikes, or retro tracks? If they haven't done it yet, they aren't doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, are the extra features we're seeing actually on the disc already? I mean, the assets and resources are there. Yeah. They're really just throwing you, you know, coding. Right, they're just combining assets that haven't previously been combined into right. one track. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, the assets are already on the disc, um, but I guess he says, do you think they'll let us access that content at will? Well, no. that, I think what you're asking for is a stage editor, and no, you're not going to get that. Right. Uh, which it would be awesome, but I don't really think that's going to happen. And there's not going to be any downloadable content because the hooks for that are not in the game. They'd have to patch the game for that to work. They right. can't patch the game because that that's not really a thing you can do on the Wii with retail games. You can do it with downloadable games, and they've done it before, but uh, if the game is on the disc, what's on the disc is all you're getting. Um, so Yes. So no, it's unfortunate. It would be cool. And I wouldn't be shocked if we saw something like that for uh, 
Wii 2 Mario Kart or even 3DS Mario Kart, but yeah, I think a track a, editor would be would be uh, I can see that going in to like yeah, uh, sure. Mario Kart 3DS. You know, they they do it with Mod Nation Racers. On you know, I, I can see them doing that. PS3. Especially since Nintendo's not big on downloadable content um, outside of like Picross and the Layton games, so basically puzzles. Um, yeah, you know, like they're not trying to protect anything. You know, you don't get right. that for Call of Duty because they don't want people making new or better maps without having to pay $15 for a map pack. You know, but they do do it with the Halo games with that uh, Forge mode. They do, but what Halo does is, is uh, well, okay, we're going to put out these new maps, and now you can't play on the modes that you used to enjoy until oh, you buy these really? maps. Yeah, uh, I, I found that out a while back. Um, yeah, you had to have every single uh, map pack, and it's just, oh my god. And yeah, well, there, there was there was a big stink about it. One of the map packs came out in two parts, and and so if nice. you had only bought the first part of, I think it was like the Mythic map pack, you know, you could not play the Mythic map pack playlist because you need to have. Oh both. jeez, it's just that's uh, retarded, friggin' mess. Um, well, there you go. But well, I can know. see it. I can see a track editor being in one of these games. I mean, they had a stage editor in Brawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It, well, apologies to most. Oh, go ahead. Might be the kind of thing that they could even do with uh, 3DS connectivity. You know, they could have you download the track editor to your 3DS and do it. Yeah. You know, kind of off-screen and then and then re, then re-upload it. They had a, that, kind of a similar deal with Animal Crossing on the GBA. Uh, and they do the that with Mega Man powered up on the PSP. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see a stage editor for like a Mario game. 2D Mario. I, game. I don't think we're ever going to get that. I, I doubt it, but I, yeah. you know, people could be get really creative with that stuff. They could, yeah. New Super Mario Bros. Do it yourself. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. I mean, that would that would be uh, awesome. Yeah, but would, don't think it's happening. Seems unlikely. Yep. Well, apologies to Must Be Bert uh, for not responding sooner, but hey, we did now, and uh, and you can learn more about these tournaments at a link we will post in the show notes. Sounds yeah. good. I can do that. Or you can also uh, insert the Mario Kart Wii uh, disc into your Wii uh, and get on the Wi-Fi and click on the tournaments. I think button. you have to. Ins- I think you have to install the Mario Kart channel to your Wii first. I, I you think might I re- be right. You I think might I heard be right that about somewhere. That to so. Get into tournaments. Well, figure it out. It's not hard. Well, and you can you can look at them online. It's at us.wii.com/mktournament_eleven.jsp. Well, there you uh, go. Or you can just Google Mario Kart Tournament like I did to get that link. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that yep. wraps up uh, listener mail. Thank you for all who wrote in. Please continue to do so. We'd like to lo- love to make this a uh, semi-regular feature. Definitely. We yeah. love getting feedback from all you listeners out there in listener land. Like like Neil said last week, I can reiterate that it just kind of delights me that anybody pays attention to us whatsoever. So yeah, exactly. Keep it up. My yep. family doesn't even listen to this podcast. Well, you know, I think actually that's not up. true. My mom listened to one episode, but she turned it off because she thought Neil had too uh, too dirty a mouth. Oh, well, he does. To be fair. He does. <laughs> wow. Well, but let's harsh. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next segment. This just in, Neil too dirty for Zach's mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's the I'm, episode title. And right you thought there. it couldn't be done. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, Andy, oh, what are Lordy. you reviewing, man? Um, I don't have like anything super awesome to talk about, but I have a couple of downloadable titles uh, to share. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, they put out a call for a review on a DSiWare game called Dodo Go, and I raised my hand and said I would do it mainly because hey, I got a I got a DSi from staff. I probably should take these on from time to time, uh, even though I didn't know anything about the game nor did I really care at the time. Uh, it was actually called Dodo, Dodo Go Challenge, is the full the full title. Um, so I said okay, and they gifted me a code, and I downloaded the game, and I sat down to play it while I was watching some TV. And what I found was that this is a game that is impossible to play. Uh, and by that, I mean, okay, here's basically what happened. The company who makes this game, I believe it's called Nico Entertainment, although I could be mistaken about that. The company who made this game made a game called Dodo Go and put it out on DSiWare. And then they basically put out a sequel to the game. Maybe not even a sequel. They basically took a full game and split it in half. And the second half of that game is a separate downloadable title um, called Dodo Go Challenge. And it's significantly more difficult than the first one. It doesn't Ooh. walk you through any of the tutorials that the first one walks you through. Mm. It's basically like you play... It's basically... If, if, like, Picross was split into, like, two or three downloadable games by difficulty, and you were asked to review the hard levels first. Oh. And that includes the fact that you didn't go through a tutorial because that happened earlier in the game. So, like, if you sat down to just play an incredibly hard stage without any context whatsoever... That's what happened, basically. I, bas I So I, I Googled it to figure out what, maybe if I had accidentally skipped a tutorial of some sort, and what I found was that the tutorial was actually – there's actually about about two dozen or, or more tutorial videos located two options deep inside the option menu. Um, so I went and started watching those. I started to get a handle on what I was supposed to do, but even then, it took me over an hour to figure out how to solve the first of 100 stages. Oh, oh lord. And so I, I thought, holy crap. And I, I tried the second stage for about another 40 minutes and got nowhere, other than I did learn how to burn half of the stage down. Um, but <laughs> it, here's, here's the problem, though. Like, the game seemed pretty cool. I kind of liked the graphics. I mean, the art style was a little, was a little, a little you know junior classic games, uh, so to speak. Um, it was a little kiddie, but um, it was it was colorful. Frame rate was good. Um, some of the gameplay concepts that I could see from the tutorial video seemed seemed kind of fun. Um, yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like Lemmings a little bit. Um, basically, you have these tools that you have to use to manipulate the environment so your brain dead little character can get across the stage to the exit. Um, but the levels get incredibly complex. So Basically, I, I decided that there's no way I can review this game without playing the first game first. So sure. we, got, we got in contact with the developer, and we got a gift code for the first game. So I've been playing through that one, and I'm actually really enjoying it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to going back to the challenge game now that I've gotten a handle on the way these puzzles are solved. But it's just really bizarre that they would even release the second one as, as, as a standalone product. Yeah. It's not a not a standalone product. It's it's very much the second half of a previous game. It's just really bizarre, but it's kind of fun, and I'm hoping to have the reviews for both of them up, you know, before too much longer. Um, but if you like if you like games like Lemmings, sort of like stage like like big 2D stage puzzle games where you have to get across a whole bunch of different 
environmental sort of puzzles to get to the exit. This is sort of this is sort of that, and it and it, it's pretty well done so far. Um, hmm. On top of that, I've been playing some games for the Virtual Console Recommendations feature on the site. Um, within the last couple days, I've logged about uh, two hours, two or three hours into Rondo of Blood, uh, Castlevania, Excellent. which is a lot of fun and hard as nails. Um, but it's sort of an interesting game just because it's very much a crossroads in the franchise where you can see a lot of staples from older Castlevania games and you can see a lot of things being done for the first time that would be carried into later Castlevania games. Yep. Um, hmm. It's a really interesting entry into the franchise. I'm looking forward to playing through is it, more of that. Is it weird seeing character sprites from, you know, uh, Order of Ecclesia back in? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that's actually true. The the, gra- no, the graphics in this game actually look... I mean, it's a TurboGrafx-16 game. I think yeah. it's actually a pretty... It's a pretty good-looking TG-16 game. What it really looks like is more of like a mid-era Genesis game. Yeah. That's what it feels like when I'm playing it. Yeah, um, Zach, I but... think the, the recycling of Castlevania games, not necessarily the content of the games, uh, started a little... At, I think that started during the GBA era, right? I think it probably started with Aria of Sorrow. That was the, yeah. That's the one that looks like all the other ones on, on DS. Yeah. It was... It's... No, it was the... It was uh, Harmony of Dissonance. The second Game Boy Advance game had a lot of sprites from uh, Rondo and um, oh, really? Symphony of the Night. No, Circle of the Moon had entirely new assets because it was not developed or it was not produced by Igarashi. Okay. Mm. I will say that if you go back and play Harmony of Dissonance, or is that right? Harmony, Harmony of Dissonance of... is awful. If you go back and play Harmony of Dissonance and then go play the next one, Aria of Sorrow, you'll see that there is a pretty significant graphical, graphical jump oh, yes. oh, between yes. those two games. So while there is a lot of recycling of assets done in this in this series, it's pretty clear that Going forward from Aria of Sorrow, they started over. Um, yeah. They, even if, even if there were maybe, yeah. maybe a few sprites here and there, but but uh, they, I think they throw they recycle some sprites purely for fan service purposes. Probably yeah. And the other game I've been playing is the Ninja Gaiden arcade game, which is probably the worst game I've played in years. <laughs> like seriously, I can't. You know, I, I, I wrote this. In, in the in the recommendation that's going up on the site tomorrow, but um, when you play it, like a twenty year old game on on the virtual console, yeah. the, the question that kind of comes to mind is, does it hold up? Yeah. Um, does it hold up? Sort of implies that it was ever fun to begin with. Um, <laughs> I can't does it fathom hold up being not fun. I can't fathom anybody ever enjoying this thing. It's ridiculously awful. It's 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 a it's a double dragon style beat 'em up where your character moves at a third of the speed of Double Dragon, um, and, like, five hits kills you, and you die all the time, because there's, like, 20... Not 20. There's, like, five or six characters against you at all times. They're right. all the same speed as you, which means that you can't fight them all at once. Um, mm. It's just so bad. It well, doesn't have any of the of the cinematic stuff that would come into the NES game. They, they basically completely changed the formula of it for the NES release, and it was way for the better. Andy, if if this is the worst game you played, I'll gladly introduce you to some games in my review catalog, um, and and you know like uh, yeah, you should play Homie Rollers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that that was a game, huh? I I always thought it was just it the was a uh, real somebody actually made it, and and isn't yeah. that based on like the crappy little dolls you would get yes. from uh yes, oh God. God, it's a cart it, racer that makes you go uh, dizzy and and blind. 
The difference between Homie Rollers, though, and the Ninja Gaiden arcade game is that one of them became one of the most successful gaming franchises of all time. <laughs> Basically, one of hey, Homie Rollers, rollers hasn't had time to grow. Homie Rollers <laughs> yeah, 3D, uh, GameStop confirms uh, <laughs> February, February 1st release date. Oh, damn, all right. <laughs> yeah. First in line for that shit. Yeah, it's not It's not part of the Junepocalypse. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's pretty clear that they knew this game was bad or they wouldn't have completely redone it for the uh, for the NES game. Yeah, yeah you're uh, right. Anyway, that is... Uh, I mean, spoiler, is, it, spoiler is it the alert. kind of difference you'd see? I mean, is it... You know, like the Super Mario Bros. arcade game is, is pretty significantly different, but it still holds up. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or I should say it's still fun. You can still play it. But you're right. saying this this original arcade Ninja Gaiden is like, don't go near this. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't wish this game on my worst enemy. <laughs> it's it's just so bad. There's just no fun to be had there. Like you know, Mario Brothers for the for the arcade, like the old school Mario Brothers game. It's certainly nothing like Super Mario Brothers, and I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a lot of fun. But if you enjoy those mechanics, it at least executes those mechanics fairly well. Yeah. Um, no, N- Ninja Gaiden takes a already questionable formula of something like Double Dragon and makes it significantly worse. I would take Double Dragon <laughs> over this game any day. And like they 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 have these they have weapons. You can give your character a sword if you find one, but they're incredibly rare, which is even more insulting by the fact that the sword is your indicator of how many lives you have left. I had to play the game for like an hour and a half before I ever got a sword. And then I lost it in like Ugh. a minute, so I didn't even lose it by getting hit. It just went away. Yeah. Ugh, what a load. <clears throat> nice. I'm, do- I'm done. Nice. Uh, Time Nathan, to power up. Nathan, you were so, playing some some samurai thing, weren't you? <laughs> You've written down that I'm playing Kung Fu Defense: Tale of the Littlest Samurai. Um, and to be nice. honest, when you when you put that up, I couldn't tell you otherwise. But I checked back on the uh, <laughs> DSI to check my DSI where, and no, it's um. Oh shit! I've <laughs> I've gone away from the, the game's title. Uh, uh, Samurai <laughs> Dairojo Dairojo Samurai Defenders. Food um, defense, littlest Kung tale of the samurai. <laughs> Dairojo Samurai Defenders. Uh, the little uh, samurai that could. Sounds the same to me. Yeah, essentially. Um, so, Andy, uh, which of you two, Andy? I know you've played Tower Defense. Um, Zach, have you played yes. Tower Defense? I might have, but I just don't Any know. Any Tower it. Defense games? Well, Andy's played Geo Defense. Um, yeah, and pro- I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the genre. Okay, so as am I. Uh, now, in a Tower Defense game, you look down, and there's generally a path for enemies to follow. Right now, you expect that the enemies will follow this path, correct? Unless it's one one of the open world ones, which there are like a different style of tower defense. Sort of yeah, like sort of like a defense grid or a field runners, where there's a place and you place obstacles and you you make of, the path. For they them. sort of, uh, but if there is a path, if there is a path, then yes. So for instance, expect. then you wouldn't assume a bunch of kamikazes to then fly over the trees from the right side of the screen, uh, top right side. Everyone's coming in on the path, the bottom left. Don't use the path at all and just bomb your uh, tower. Well, generally there are flying enemies in a tower defense game. Not like right off the bat, but eventually. But they do follow uh, the path. Not, not actually. Usually, the in my in my experience, the flying ones generally don't. That's what makes them 
treacherous. Okay, but they they go over your towers. From okay, yeah. E- even then, oh no no no, they, they'll go over your towers, but you, they'll go along the path, or they will uh, at least start where the un- other enemies start. Yes, these guys just sort of come from a random part on the screen, that is mm, much that's... closer to your tower than you would have anticipated. At all. That's tough, yeah. And you're just like, what is this? That's and, rough. And, and at that point, you've played a little bit into the level, so you have to stop, restart, and anticipate them. And so it, it's just I, that right immediately, I was like, this is going to be interesting. And yeah. I, I found that the game gets so hard, and I, I don't know, I'm going to have to just buckle down and kind of try and beat a level. <laughs> Wow. This is coming from, you know, I blazed through uh, Geodefense Swarm in a day. Those games, and those games are hard. Yeah. The Geodefense games are really tricky. I, I went through Swarm in like a day to review it. So, wow. I can play some challenging tower defense, but freaking Kung Fu Def- No, that's not its name. <laughs> Daishiro. <laughs> Sorry. Samurai Defenders. Thank you, show notes. It's so hard, and you know what? Maybe I just need to learn the units or something. Um, haven't I've only put about half an hour into it, so I need to learn how to build, uh, beat the diggers and stuff like this that. This is maybe this is maybe a little bit beside the point, but I want to get your thoughts on something. You know, um, four or five years ago, when desktop tower defense was sort of making the rounds as the flash game du jour, mm-hmm. um, and of course that for those those unaware, desktop tower defense was sort of the breakout game for the tower defense genre. And for all these kind of crappy tower defense games that we've had over the last five years, you can kind of thank that game for that. Yeah. Um, and the good when that ones. Game first, when that game first came out, I mean, I loved that game. Uh, and I always thought, mm-hmm. man, why don't they just make this on the DS? That's what the DS... The, game, the DS needs a game exactly like this, and it's perfect for it with a stylus interface. Yeah. And yet... Now that they've done that, and they've made they've made Desktop Tower Defense exactly for that, for the, for the DS. Yeah. Although I think it was a kind of a crappy version of it, but... Mm-hmm. Here's my question. Do you think the DS is suitable for this kind of genre? I mean, it seems like it should be, but do you think it is? I think it is. I think it's fine. Um, okay. I think that the price point of $8 for this game is a little much. Uh, I'm just surprised that we haven't had a really good tower defense game on the DS yet, and it's not for trying. They've they've definitely been trying, but... I think that at where the, the point we're at, it's, it's like one in a million tower defense games that I actually enjoy. Um, right. We've reached saturation. The The ideas are coming in very slowly. Uh, there was a pretty good tower defense game um, made by... Wasn't it made by like, the uh, Q Games or something? Was no. it Starship Defense on DSiWare? I think so. I haven't uh, played that yet. I don't know who made it, but that was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Did you ever play, uh, play, you play uh, Ninja Town? No, I did not. It did not look good oh. to me. Uh it was okay, but I thought it was going to be better than it really was. I'm just surprised. I, I guess I'm surprised that considering how ideal the, the DS seems for that format, yeah. we've never really managed to have a tower defense game that I've heard of that has that has that same sort of can't-put-it-down appeal of like a geo defense or a desktop tower defense. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you know that's all I really have to say about it right now. Uh, probably won't talk about it again on Newscast, as I'll have the review up sometime between now next episode but as long as we're on the topic of tower defense why don't we just roll into new releases um yes. hey, wait a second nathan yes where are you in that ben 10 game did you already did you put up that review yes okay <laughs> just wanted to make sure you got over that step <laughs> i did i did <laughs> uh, yeah 
It was the turtle. Um, cool. I complained. Gotcha. I, I have already complained about it on newscast, and uh, and I. But it was t- enjoyable. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, so to I guess dredge I up that host again dredge up that segue. Speaking of tower defense, new releases. Uh-huh. <laughs> Plants vs Zombies, um, for the Nintendo DS, twenty bucks, um. Ten dollars more than other handheld platforms. Yep, We've got a, a date of ten eighteen. I imagine that is uh, two eighteen. No, no, January eighteenth. One eighteen. One eighteen. Okay, one. Yeah, one eighteen. All of these tens can become ones. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad with dates. New releases looking far the, into uh, the future. Wouldn't um, this game be better on the iPad anyway? Isn't there it, an it, HD version on the iPad? It, it already is better on the iPad. Um, although well, I haven't played yeah. the DS version, I, I'm speaking in ignorance, but just... I'm on I, the review for this game, actually. I should have it within a few days, and I will tell you for sure that it is probably better on the iPhone or the <laughs> iPad. I walked into the Best um, Buy, and I looked at the box, and I thought for a second, uh, no. Because it, it, I kind of I, I kind of think this game's going to be impossible to play without some sort of zooming in and out because of the resolution of the it, DS. It doesn't look like they do that. Oh, yeah. it, just, it just looks pretty damn low res. Um, okay. Just looking at it. So heads up, Andy. <laughs> you, yeah, you're I in for some th- fun. They pretty much managed to use the exact same assets on every platform that's come out on so far. Um, and yeah, they can't do that with a DS. Um, no, so. actually, on the iPhone version, they had to uh, change the assets. The they gave the zombies a little bit bigger heads and switched some stuff around. It it was sure. basically gotcha. the same, but they did have to do a bit of scaling to uh, get it to fit properly. Um, the DS are going to have to do a lot of scaling. Yes. Uh, yeah. To be fair, this is a this is a really fun game. I've already played through the it entire is. thing on two different platforms all the way through, and I'm looking forward to trying the DS version, but my expectation that the platform is suited for this game is kind of low. It, it, this yeah. is a this is one of the cases in which graphical fidelity can easily affect the gameplay. Um Certainly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh Speaking of graphical well, fidelity, reviewed, you know, I reviewed Mist not too long ago, and and it's it was really low res on the DS, and it sucked all the life out of the game. Oh yeah, because yeah. that's a very very detail oriented game, and when you can't see what's right in front of you, you're kind of broken. Yeah, and well, yeah. and plus when it came out, it was a game about spectacle, anyways. You know, it, it was just fun right, to kind yeah. of look at all the screens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So yeah. Next up, this is this is sort of a minor release, but I just included it because uh, I did an interview with a developer, which I wanted to pimp. Uh, Jam City Roller Girls. Uh, it's a arcade sports title on WiiWare for a thousand points. Came out uh, yesterday, and it's I think pretty much the only video game based on women's roller derby that exists at the moment, except for maybe a couple on the iPhone, I think. But mm. um, I have a coworker who's on a derby team, and we've gone to see her matches a couple of times. And it's actually it's, it's a it's a good time. It's sort of a crazy sport. They get their ass kicked out there. It's kind of fun to watch. Um, but I contacted the developer and did an interview with them. It turned out really well. Um, so go check that out. If you have any interest in roller derby mm-hmm. or this game, go check that out. My guess is you probably don't because it's not like all that popular. But uh, I am going to be reviewing this uh, when I get uh, a code for it. But I haven't got that yet. So yeah. And the next game, I think I actually typed it wrong. Uh, 1942, not 1943. 
Such a good game. Oh, my gosh. Staple at the Pizza Hut when I was little. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I uh, at the played Shakey's. the crap out of this at, on NES. So, it was on um, NES? Wow. Hell, yeah, it was. This one and its sequel, 1943, were both. The game we're talking about is 1942 for the Virtual Console Arcade. 800 points came out yesterday. Um, this is one of those games that Capcom, Capcom, well, like five or six months ago, like dropped several games they're going to be bringing out in the Virtual Console Arcade after none had come out for a long time, and this is sort of one of those. They've been they've been slowly bringing those out. We had Ghosts and Goblins, I think, a week or two ago, um, yeah. and this is 1942. And you know, I mean, if you haven't played the game before, it's an overhead uh, shmup, one of the one of the original shmups, I think, actually. Um, hard as balls, tons of levels. They're all almost the same. Um, like I said, I played the NES version mainly, um, and it's 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 mindless fun, but it's also very difficult. Um, so, hmm. hard sure. as balls, you say. No, it was... hard as balls. Mm. Balls. Mm. That's it. That's all the new releases that I felt were really worth talking about. So I put them in yeah. the notes. Yeah, and that, I think well, that's I think that's all the newscast we have as well. I think so too. You know, the rest. You know, Dead eaten. Space. Dead Space Two came out today. Isn't that notable release? Oh, it's not for Nintendo. No, uh, or for me. Yeah. No. Really? No. Really? Wow. It's yeah. I didn't love the first one enough to play through it or the sequel. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. That's it, though. Suddenly, have lost so much respect for both of you. Right. Oh. As if I had any in the first place. Oh, uh, guy that wears onesies. Uh, oh, we should mention that. Good yeah, point. speaking um, of Zach's onesies, we last week we have we, a contest going on. Yeah, I thought it was a joke. No, I guess it's not. No, I guess this is real. This is real. Um, so the boys here demanded that I post pictures of myself on the forum thread for last week's episode. That's episode thirty-seven. So go to the forum thread for episode 37, and you'll see a bunch of wonderful pictures of me that cause Nate to laugh and mock. Some of these um, are truly horrifying. I think you'll want to have any children exit the room um, if you're pregnant. I don't know about that. Or thinking about like getting I said, pregnant. I took all new pictures. <laughs> I don't know, Zach. Some of these. Like the one with the red beard, the... Zach? Do you know what that is? That's Dr. Venture. I was Dr. Venture for Halloween one year. Cool. I don't know what that is. And then... Um, oh, Venture Bros. Okay. And then the uh, topless Zach with a giant Final Fantasy-esque sword. Uh, it's, I... it's, the, it's the great knife from the Pyramid Head. Duh. Oh, I should have known that. And then the... As uh, is clearly indicated in the very next picture. And then... I, I just still didn't know what it was. And then the Zack in oh. the dinosaur onesie, which was actually quite adorable. Um, There's two of them. And yes. And I have two onesies, but I don't have a picture of the other one. The other one's frogs. Mm. Anyway, so, so the contest that. the contest is to Photoshop Zack into anything. All the pictures are on that thread. Um, we've already gotten three submissions. Um, from I, one guy. From one guy. I, I have a clear favorite of the three. Um, Which one is it, sir? Uh, I wonder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that will be discussed later. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, but the the prize is some plushie from Fling Smash that Zach actually wanted. But we're not going to give it to him. We're going to give it to you for mocking him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Send us your <laughs> entries. I don't know how long we're going to keep this open. Um, 
we probably want to have at least a couple of entries. It really, you know? it really depends on how many entries we get. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we're gonna just going to have to call an end to it and give it to the guy, the only guy that sent anything in, which I would be happy doing. You know, he... you can beat that guy, listeners. Just just get on the Photoshop and put a picture of me on a dinosaur, it, and it's I really... will judge it as the winner. You're not going to get to judge it, Zach. You're biased. No. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's really doesn't have to be that quality. It's just we're looking for humor. Uh, so cheap Microsoft Paint job will do it. So, <laughs> yep. Indeed. But that's that about the contest. There you go. Again, episode 37, Talkback Thread. Check it out. Enter a Photoshop picture. Win a stupid-looking plushie. Yeah. Indeed. Easy as Signed that. by Neil. Yeah. Email us at newscast at nintendoworldreport.com. Visit us on iTunes. You probably already got us maybe from iTunes, but leave a review, a positive one, please. That'd be uh, awesome. Cheap. Yeah. No, no. Thank you, Zach. Uh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, of course, yeah. congratulations once again to Neil. Yeah, con- that's right. Big side director. He'll be back. He'll be back next week. Uh, we'll have a feature episode for you next week. I'm not sure we know what that feature is yet, but um, we'll we'll have it for you. I think it's <laughs> just going to be us seeing the word Mario in rounds. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> See for what happens minutes. for people who don't know how this works. The director of the site is chosen. Uh, what happens is the uh, you know, the director of the site is usually the oldest, uh, oldest male. And when a new male wants to assume his leadership position, he challenges the old male. <laughs> and so, you know, John Lindemann, who has been alive since the uh, Permian era, uh, you know, uh, they both. They both went up to a mountain top. Uh, Neil being a mere Pleistocene yuppie. Uh, right, right, right. He's a youngling. Uh, but they they had swords and they fought, and Neil uh, killed John, took the number one headband, and uh, walked down the mountain. And he emailed us all and said, John is dead. I am your new leader. There can be only one. And uh, John's reign of terror is over. Yeah. Yay. I mean, no... I don't know what to think. So there you go. Well, we're, it's it's going to be at least a month until we see the fangs come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's already he's already threatened me with new assignments, so I'm scared now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but that, that's All that, right, that's that's, it. that's enough newscast. I I I can't take any more. I'm sure everyone else listening can't take any more. Let's. Uh... I just like your. I I really hope you put that in the stinger. <laughs> that, uh, the attempt to read the letter. <laughs> we, we, yes, listen after the ending music for that. And for now, goodbye. Good night, everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Why don't you read this one off, uh, Nathan? Uh, sure. You know what? I always thought this guy's name was Muscle Bert. Um, but it's, it <laughs> must, must be Bert from the forums. Uh, wrote, like many others, hey, I played... Bert. Thank you for interrupting, Zach. <laughs> no problem.
Oh, <laughs> uh, that was your Ernie uh, impression. I've got a rubber ducky. Oddly appropriate for a man who just posted pictures of himself in a onesie. Oh, uh, we have to talk about that at the end of the show. Later. later. I'm sure it'll happen. Okay. But continue. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyways, must be Bert wrote, like many others, I played the crap out of Mario Kart Wii when it first came out. However, after I unlocked everything, the online mode is really all I go back to. I have to say I'm really surprised that Nintendo still continues to release a tournament every two weeks. What surprises me about this... What, what surprises me this... Excuse me, this is a mental note for me. Edit this shit <laughs> out. <laughs> maybe, maybe slightly dyslexic, sir. <laughs> Usually I say that before is that they are, so oh, I, I confuse okay. myself. <laughs> Take two. Uh, and lack of capitalization. What surprises me about this is... Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, okay, let me calm down. Um, Fellow American, <laughs> vote for me, good. Oh my god. Uh, and I don't feel bad because I'm editing. Uh, <laughs> be a great stinger. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, I don't. Okay, I'll, I'll try. Um, Just read every other word. <laughs> I don't think I can. Zach, can you read it? Like, I'm, I'm going to start laughing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. Just do it. Must be Bert from the forum writes. Like my, like many others, I played the crap out of Mario Kart Wii when it first came out. However, after I unlocked everything, the online mode is all I really go back to. I have to say I'm really surprised that Nintendo still continues to release a tournament every two weeks, as am I. What surprises me about this is that they actually are putting... Damn it, man! <laughs> is that... Do I need to do this, you guys? I can do shut it. Shut up, I can do this. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> That sentence, I can't do it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what surprises me about this is that they are actually there. Got it. You you ruined it by saying there. Got it. Shut up. 